Hi, welcome to another episode of Sisters Gone Platinum with your hosts, Rena and Vicky, where if you're looking to be inspired, entertained, and encouraged, you've reached the right place. Pull up a seat. We got you, sis. Today's episode is brought to you by Exclusive Services by My Girls, your premier destination for top-notch house cleaning, handyman, and organizational services. Exclusive Services by My Girls isn't just a cleaning service, it's a commitment to excellence. Their team of experts go above and beyond to ensure your space is not just clean, but a sanctuary you look forward to coming home to. Whether you're a busy professional or someone who values their time, Exclusive Services by My Girls understands your needs and delivers exceptional cleaning tailored just for you. A huge thank you to Exclusive Services by My Girls for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome, welcome back to Sisters Gone Platinum. You're here with your host, Pamela, also known as Rena, and Vicky, also yes. known as Vicky. <laughs> Good job. Yes, this is episode three, and we are so glad you have returned. Um, how was your week, sis? It was actually a, an amazing week. I really enjoyed having you here. That's great. So how about yours? You, mine? Um, yeah, it's been good. been busy, obviously. For it's some not- reason, just a... Uh, struggling with brain fog a little I don't know what that's all about but um this meat diet that we're on it just I wonder if it's not part of that it could be yeah I'm really I really love it I really love it it just once I get past the first couple of days I feel like I it clears out the brain fog and obviously helps with you know obviously me I'm always trying to lose five pounds so or Let's be truthful. Ten no, pounds. pounds. <laughs> okay, ten pounds. Okay, maybe twelve pounds. <laughs> Whatever it is, and so obviously that's why I'm doing it. And I hate dieting, and I just feel like doing this. I feel like I'm not being deprived. And you are such an amazing right. grill er, grill er er er, that I love. Um, yeah, you're spoiling me, and I love your steak. So this has been awesome. But I think okay. it's just caused me to feel a little like. I wonder if it's just a, like a mini detox I think so or something that, I think so and also you're disoriented I haven't been through quite enough I'm disoriented because you're not home you right. all the everyday mundane tasks you perform are different than you're used to um, right clear to the extreme of the direction of the tissue paper <laughs> oh my lord okay <laughs> I'm not going to let you let that no, one down okay since she brought it up I'm going to explain to you so there's the theory I'm sure you've all heard about tissue paper whether it you unroll it outwards so it rolls against the wall and rolls against the wall or forward towards. so it, it unrolls towards the toilet I own a clean cleaning service and I have all my <laughs> my employees you know fold the toilet paper and it's always towards the outside facing the toilet anyways long story short i come to my sister's house and i know that's been a theory sis i know that's been like a debate i believe you okay so i come here and i'm as i've mentioned i'm her older sister so i see this tissue paper not to mention we're drinking tons of tea so i'm using her bathroom a lot and i'm really aware of it (laughs) yes our court she's like me we do our court jars i don't know what it's what it is about court jars but we do a court jar to drink our teas and stuff anyways so every time I go to get her tissue paper (laughs) (laughs) I can't find the end so I'm trying to spin in it and trying to get it to unwind and figure it out and I have long nails I'm trying to pinch a little piece anyway so I figure out that she's she's the household that they unroll towards the wall 
So that means that when you finally do get a hold of the tissue paper, you're going to have to use two hands so you can tear it off. Either way, whatever it is, I have been miserable. But since I'm her older sister, I just feel like, you know, don't be overpowering. You know, she's she's a grandma now. This is her house. And and this is how she does her toilet paper. Well, and there's, big deal. there's theory behind it. It's not just to give sure. my guests a hard time, I promise. Sure, and I knew that. But then I just thought, you know, I'm just not going to come in and tell someone how to... You how to unroll the freaking re- tissue restock, paper? Yeah, restock their <laughs> tissue paper. You know, she's a she's an innie and I'm an outie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my experience. You know, I have to have all these experiences. God forbid. You know, salt shaker one day. Now we're dealing with this toilet paper. Well, because it's such this is honest. Because it's cost me such effort to figure out that tissue paper every time. I'm really aware of how many times I'm using <laughs> your bathroom. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, here we go again. But I'm determined to just accept the way she does things, you know. So finally today, I knew if I said anything, she would turn it around. And I knew that I could turn it around. She'd gladly let me turn around. It wasn't about that. It was more about me trying to... I, this is the first time I've come to my sister's house and stayed, I think. Yeah, it is in the our, first time. Yes. Any sister, any yeah. older sister has come to stay okay. at my house. So this is the first time. So I'm trying to come here and accept... Her, you know, space, she's the mom of this house. She, We spend a lot of time together, but she's mainly at my house, yeah. being that we do stuff for yeah. the other sisters and mom and whatever else going on. So I just felt like, you know, I'm not going to do that. This is, she's an, she's an innie, and I'm going to respect that, and I'm going to navigate it, and I'm going to leave here with flying colors and have this experience. So finally, this morning, I just had it out, <laughs> and I told her, hey, sis, I mean, I, I know how to fix it, but your toilet paper... What's wrong with you? Yeah, this toilet paper, I mean, really, does this work for you? How do you figure that? And then it takes two hands. I mean, I've mastered being able to rip a, you know, a couple of little sheets of toilet paper with one hand. I know how to do that. But yours is back up it's behind backwards. on the wall, so I have to use two hands. I said, Not to mention that the toilet paper roll that's on the wall... It's further away from the toilet than I think is uh, the standards. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I'm telling her this morning. Of course, right away she says, well, just turn it. Says, and I knew she would tell me that. And I knew she'd have a reason or whatever. But it was more the challenge of me just accepting that my sister is an innie. And... And being okay with that. And so finally, I just tell her, my goodness, and we're drinking so much tea, and I'm in there battling with your toilet paper. But she had a reason. You can tell me what it was. <laughs> yeah. I've, as, as we mentioned earlier, I have eight children, and uh, and now I'm getting grandbabies. I'm on I'm on the third one. Yay. Yay. Um, but my kids would slap the ro- toilet paper roll, and it would start unwinding when you have it on the outside. And they would sit there and slap, 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 slap. And there's a big old pile of tissue paper sure. on the floor. Have you ever tried to wind that back up? Yes, I have kids too. Grandkids. Good Lord. Dog, my well, dog would do it. That's why I just turn it around and it just flips right around, flips around. They can slap it as many times as they want. It's not going to unwind. Yeah. So that was my That's theory. exactly what I was doing, slapping <laughs> it as many times as I could and it would not unwind. But now I don't think I will ever put a tissue paper roll that way again. Now that my baby is nine, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in there trying to unroll the whole roll of tissue paper. I, I will do it properly from now on, sis. Thank you for my why learning. Why does it have to be so hard? <laughs> It doesn't have to be so hard. No. So enough of that. Who knows what we'll be talking about tomorrow. But anyway, so our subject is 
three things in life you need to accept about other people. And it's just um, so interesting um, how hard, like we're using this toilet paper as an example, how just, just turning the toilet paper around or accepting something could make the experience easier. So kind of with that, it's obviously not the same topic or same idea, but with <laughs> taking that into consideration, you know, um, the first thing I put here, you do have a dog, so I will wait for you to get that, get that, or I can keep talking to you. So the first thing I put here is if they wanted to, they would. And that to me, the quicker you accept that about people, if they wanted to, they would. You know, sometimes you say, why don't they, you know, call me or text me back or show up on time or, you know, comment on my post if you're into social media or a million of things. And I know that it's gotten me in trouble a lot of times when I've questioned, even with my sisters, like, why didn't they, you know, do something or whatever the story might have been at the time. And understanding that if they wanted to, they would. It just frees you up. At least, I don't know, what do you think? How does that, yeah. that little statement ring with you? Um, I was talking to her little sister, um, actually a lot of years ago, and she taught sister me Sister number six. Yes, our baby sister. Um, and uh, believe it or not, I learn things from my little sister very often. Yeah, I <laughs> and uh, this time, um, somebody wasn't making it to something that was very important to me. Um, I don't remember if it was a funeral or... If you can hear the licking in the background, that's the dog (laughs) drinking water. Yeah. It's not me. (laughs) Um, And I was talking to her and I said, I just can't let it go. Why would they not? Like, they could figure it out. It had to do with somebody dear's funeral and somebody couldn't figure out to go to the funeral. And um, she just tells me, Vix... If it was important enough to them, they would be there. And I, I, I hadn't thought about that story in a long time. I actually just now remembered it. But yeah, it goes right along with what you're saying. If, if they wanted to, they will. If it was important enough, they would figure it out. Right. I just know lots of times when situations have showed up, you know, mainly answering phone calls. You know how I am with phone calls. Yes. I feel like if you have relationships you know, sisters, children, friends, clients, um, and you've made some kind of arrangement or commitment to, you know, communicate, you know, you have that that kind of a, a relationship. I, I'm okay with someone doesn't answer me right when I call because we have life or we're busy. Right. And I'm okay with them not sending that, you know, cust- or that message you just click on it says, I can't answer my phone right now. Mm-hmm. I'll call you back. I'm, I'm fine if they don't send that either. I'm even fine if they don't call me back that day. I've even gotten to a point where I'm okay if they don't call me back for two days. But after that amount of time, and I call them and they don't answer, and then I call them and they don't answer, it it causes me so much stress. Because in my brain, I'm thinking, well, what was the last thing I said to them? What did I say? Yeah. What did I do? Did I do this? Did I do that? I can't even remember. I mean whatever right or or what's out on social media did did I mention their name and or which I do, I don't but still or not only that the, the things that's the hardest is I'm are they okay which that causes me the most pain like are they okay you know um are they down did that they have some misfortune you know are they how's their health or you know sometimes sisters kind of well at least I I don't know you tell me if you've experienced too but 
kind of not tell you some of the hardships they're going through because they don't want to burden you, so they mm-hmm. want to go through it on their own, right? So you don't get that answer. And my and my brain just starts thinking so much. And when I've kind of come, to, and obviously, then eventually I'll get a hold of them and there'll be some reason for it. And I just say, sis, or kids, or whatever, just let me know you're okay. Right. Just send me an just emoji, an emoji, thumb up. That's telling me you're okay. And if I need to tell you something like, can you run to my house, make sure I close all the windows, it's raining, or something like that, then I can text that to you. At least I know you've gotten the message. Right. And I just feel like as soon as I thought up this idea or came to this understanding, if they wanted to, they would. It just freed up my mind. Not that it makes me feel better because yes. I can go into that stage. Well, I remember every time she calls me, I answer the phone or I make sure I text them back or I always, you know, show up when I say mm-hmm. I will or I go to their kids' birthday parties or I, well, yes. I, I, I. Instead of having that attitude, it's just like if they wanted to, if they wanted to, they would. And it's just so freeing. And then on the reverse side, sis, if I want to, I will. Right same thing but so many times we try and expect them others to act according to our values or what we would you know you said if if I wanted to I would and we kind of uh expect them to react in a matter in a manner of um what's important and what's valued to you and what you would do so sometimes that uh, remembering exactly how you said if they wanted to they would it's actually a really simple and and easy way to remember, you know? Right. And obviously we're talking about phone calls, but we're even talking about how many times have you... Let's just give an example. Say you've lost some weight mm-hmm. and you have a girlfriend or one of your kids' parents or wherever you meet people out and about. And they're say they're overweight and, and then they're coming to you and they're talking and you're, you're talking about, well, hey, I'm just doing this, that, the other... And, and you share your ideas or whatever you're doing. Oh, that sounds so cool. Well, you've lost so much weight and I've been trying to lose and whatever they're telling you. And life goes on and two months later you run into them at the bus stop or if they're your clients or wherever. wherever. And they're in the same situation. And then they, you know, you start talking like, oh, yeah, I was going to, but then I, whatever mm-hmm. the story is and they weren't able to address it. So right away, and you'll testify to this because that's my nature, I'm over there trying to help them. Yes. Like thinking, maybe they just need more help. Well, look, here's this recipe. It's so simple. You can have it for breakfast and dinner yes. every time. Here's the time. Here's what I'm using. Here's the app. Here, whatever it is. Yes. And I help them more. And I'm feeling so good about myself. They'll get it done. They really want this thing, which is to say we're talking about losing weight. And a month or two later, back, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And the quicker I, and that's just with losing weight, but you can say that starting a business, traveling, maybe even, this is not going to be the funnest thing to say but you know leaving a relationship that's toxic that they're suffering so much with and mm-hmm. every time you see them they're telling you how they're going to leave and how they they suffered this and suffered that whether it was with a family member or you know a co-worker or whatever it is and you're listening and giving advice and trying to help them stand up for themselves and 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 expect nothing but the best for themselves or at least get themselves out of the way of the light of fire where they're being you know abused even if it's verbally or whatever right and then you see them again and again and year after year in the same situation and I would just carry around this is going to sound so weird but I would carry around this feeling like maybe I'm just blessed 
Maybe they're less fortunate and maybe I should just have more compassion because maybe there's something in their makeup that they cannot, not makeup they wear on their face, but in who they are, that they just don't have the strength to do this. So then I would try to downplay it and then next time I'd see them, I'd say, oh, being, you know, leaving a toxic or being a, and I would find all these ways to downplay the change Mm -hmm. because I felt some guilt or whatever. Anyways, I hear that. Yeah. That makes sense. So what I really come to understand, which freed me, was if they wanted to, they would. And that's that. That's really good. And that's that. You know? It's simple. Yeah. If if you think of some little situation you've been through recently, whatever it might have been, and you just think that thought, and it's almost like you feel like a big weight's lifted off your shoulders. It takes it off of you and places responsibility squarely on their shoulders, where it should be. Right. If they wanted to, they would do it. Correct. And you take it off your shoulders, place it on theirs where it belongs. Yeah, and they're not going to feel any weight. Way they're not going to feel any weight any heavier. No. Because by you carrying it, it doesn't no. make it any lighter. No, you them. just imagine that the weight was even on your shoulders to begin with. <laughs> right, right, right. Really so I really like that one. That's number bear. one. And then number two is, and it's kind of, you touched along it and uh, on it a few minutes ago, and it was, if you cannot make, wait, you cannot make other people change no matter what. No, no. Just think of that. Oh, my goodness. If we had all long, long session that we could record just through my life, how many times I got hit between the eyes with that. You can't change anybody. Like I even got to the point where I was telling my husband, well, if you go to a pet store and you buy a bird, you go home, you sure can't be pissed because it's not a zebra. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. You know, huh? Yeah, you just can't. It's so, it's almost, how would, how would we view someone that had that idea? We would think they were mentally off. No, look at, zebras don't have feathers. Look at the stripes. Look at this bird. Yeah. I mean, it's so logical, yet when we put it into human form, it's different. Like we honestly think that that we can continue to do all these things, and you know, because I've cried my heart out to you so many times when I have done so much for years, and invested and put never put my kids secondary, but sometimes I would put my kids off to go and do this deed and go do this service or go go uh, support or Feel purchase or whatever it is that's going on. Because they're going to get it, they're going to change, and they're telling me, and they're going to, and they're going to, mm-hmm. and they'll see it. And just to find years later, they're of the same opinion. Wasn't that a saying, like, a man convinced against his will uh, is of the same opinion still? I hadn't heard that one. That one's good. Yeah. I feel like, like right. that, you know, here we are where we are in life like what an eye-opener and the sooner I could have understood that and I think I kind of knew that but I've really just thought especially the way we were taught you know and our faith and religion we just thought mm-hmm. if we you know access service we did more we did more and the more you did and and then they would change they would love you they would appreciate yep. you they would you know all the things that you were trying to change in someone or circumstance with someone and ended up no, you know, I don't know. That to me is like, it was just ring so true when I thought of it. You cannot make other people change no matter what. No, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier was we don't know what certain feelings feel like 
you know, in their body or what certain thoughts, what they mean to them. You can't, uh, you, we don't know what coffee tastes like on their tongue. So how could we presume to know? You could if you kissed them. What? <laughs> Just saying. I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, taste light to them on their tongue. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. You made me totally, my thoughts flew out the window. <laughs> Yeah. You, you're talking along we don't oh, know what goodness. coffee tastes like on their tongue right that then, theory okay uh, move on <laughs> um, so I, how can sis, we presume to I know think what's best for them I think you're kinky <laughs> <laughs> the minute I said yeah you oh, like taste their tongue you can figure out what the coffee oh tastes goodness. like well, the only one well anyways that's going elsewhere <laughs> um, how can we presume to know what they should change or if they should change or in what manner they should change if we don't even know what their reality really even is to them sure you know different ideas and words and circumstances affect them totally totally different than they do me to put it in a a lame silly way of explaining things somebody that has some sickness or some condition let's say diabetes for one uh somebody that has diabetes it is it's a good thing for them to go get their uh insulin insulin shots when needed so because that's good for them and that's a plus for them and that helps their life and they're more healthier and they can live longer and all the things um and they can think clearer and whatever all so should i run go take some insulin shots uh i think not i think it it, my body wouldn't know what to do with it. Correct. So the same with, with ideas, to think that my ideas are should be their ideas or their ideas should be mine. I think uh, your body wouldn't know, your brain wouldn't know what to do with those thoughts and those ideas because they are they don't apply to you and your right. way of thinking. Or... Right. But to make it a little more uh, tangible, more simple, mm-hmm. we're talking, um, or I was thinking, about changing someone in a really, like, all the signs point to it. All the signs point to the way they, maybe say they're driving, they drive with, unsafely. Okay. And you want to change that, that they need, their need for speed. And you tell them stories and you show them examples and they get tickets. But at the end of the day, you can't change them. No. Like, and it's not like we're trying to, the one theory you just gave was a beautiful theory. It's a deep theory. I'm even going off of more simple little simple things. Simple little things. Simple little things. Someone could be complaining. Um, how many times have we not seen something going on? And it's so logical. If you would just push the button at the top of the salt shaker, you're not going to be, you know, but until you get someone to see that there can be a different way or the pain that this is causing or just the fact that I can't stop someone from driving down the wrong way on a runway, one-way street. I couldn't stop them. I mean, sure, I jump with the car or whatever, but eventually if that's their will, they're going to do that. Right. And they believe that's the only way to get wherever they're trying to go or whatever the theory is. At the end of the day, you cannot change their mind. They can have consequences, you know, but ultimately each individual has to come to that place on their own. Right. And we can serve as little reminders. Like sure. I got a little reminder which direction to face my tissue paper and it served me. <laughs> and I- I just it was just at brought least, to my awareness. At it least wasn't really rain, something I 
spend any time thinking about. <laughs> At least when Rena comes to your house, just switch it. And no, now I will never put tissue paper in another way because it just <laughs> makes sense. It's so simple, obviously. Why yeah. struggle when you don't need to? Because <laughs> it's fun. So it can be a very, very, very simple, everyday, mundane, nothing actions that actually make all the difference in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking along the lines that when I was raising my kids and I really thought being a parent, I had so much power, you know, I really believed that I was molding my kids. I was the one that they were going to replicate as they went out in the world. And this is when I was a new mom and I was a child myself. Right. Literally. I was literally a child and I honestly believed that I could, could change my children. I could through discipline, if they were doing something that, you know, whatever it was, or through the way I fed them, or the music they listened to, or the way I talked to them, or even my accent, or whatever it was, I really thought I had a real big um, say, like I was really powerful, I was the, the ultimate decision maker, and as life would have it, none of that was true, Right. and they all grew up to be who they are, and they're teaching me every day who they are. And I sometimes wonder, did I ever really change their mind on, you know, there's a certain kind of music that I really just couldn't handle. And back then, I thought Kenny G's was God's music and anything else was from the <laughs> devil. <laughs> Needless to say, I hate Kenny G's, but either way, no, no pun intended there. But... Um, yeah, and, and then to have children that liked Eminem and that liked um, just rap and, uh, let's see, some of this more uh, hard rock stuff and Mexican music, which I detest to a, a T, um, and realizing that it didn't really matter and that I really could not change their mind. They liked what they liked, and me being the mom that I've learned to be now, obviously with a lot of maturity and grace for myself I embrace the things that that makes them them you know but back to the the it's not a rule but just the idea number two is that you just cannot change other people you just can't no matter what and that really frees you up because then you're just in a state of where you're learning about other people sharing commenting maybe even um exploring maybe and then at the end of the day everybody's responsible for their own that was my fingernail by the way <laughs> their own um how they get to these uh ideas so it's just really freeing especially as a mom I really felt like I had such a burden to change their mind and it was yeah. all to get them to heaven right if it would have been just because I didn't like a certain kind of way of music or if it was just about that I think it would have been easier but in my heart I thought it was my responsibility and there was only one way and I was going to get them all back to heaven so that pressure of trying to change them constantly and obviously it only lasted until my divorce maybe just prior maybe a little bit before but mm -hmm. right about that time and then then I started seeing things differently it's scary though isn't it isn't that feeling scary it is I felt that with my first three kids I think when I finally realized that I was not going to mold them into who they were going to be, my job was to keep them safe and enjoy them. Protect their innocence, keep them safe and enjoy them. I honestly, I thought that I had to instill in them or plant in them a desire to 
want to be good and I and desire to want to share and care and you know all these good things that are going to get you to heaven right <laughs> in parentheses right <laughs> I honestly thought that for my first three kids but I was so relieved when I did learn my job was to protect them keep them safe and enjoy them and they were going to be who they were going to be and I've loved watching since then it's been a long while right <laughs> I've loved watching who they decide they're gonna be it's it's actually very beautiful uh, a lot of it isn't who I would be or what I would do or the kind of music I like or the sports I like or all the things but I really enjoy watching them be them <laughs> and it is a beautiful thing yes and we think that we have our burden is to not to love them but our burden is to keep them safe especially in this world it's mm -hmm. ever changing and so many so much you know back when when we were growing up or I was since there's such a big age difference between you and I mm -hmm. there was no such thing I mean sure there was bullies but bullies only got a hold of you when you were at school and on the playground physically present yeah you had to be at the playground for that yeah. to even happen and even then they wouldn't get away with it because someone would tattle and now like what's going on in the world There's is just so many ways. I know and what what makes me feel at peace with all these change and and how we're evolving is for everything that's hard or different there's a positive and a good thing that comes yes, with it it's always a counterbalance yeah so I, I constantly tell my children now that are raising children kids it's like I don't know what your kids need to be prepared for I don't know what's coming mm -hmm. in the world I assuming it has to do with technology because, you know, my nine-month-old grandkids are swiping <laughs> my, their phones and it's like, oh my goodness, grandma's even struggling to do that yet. They got to figure it out. Forget a rattle. <laughs> Forget a rattle, exactly. And um, just so much going on. And then with Google right at your fingertips, you know, when we were raising kids, it was, it was, we had to learn a lot of, you know, passed down generational cures for you know whatever it was mm -hmm. we were going through uh, teeth problems or tummy aches or whatever it was and and here I, <laughs> I think it's so funny I always dreamt of the day when I got to be the mature wise woman in my family and I would pass down these remedies right and, the and, wisdom. <laughs> and now it's like the kids call me and whatever's going on and and they're they're so honorable they they honestly listen to what I have to say but I'm at a point like I say google it call 911 and then get a hold of me because I have no idea <laughs> I, don't you think that's kind of the same for every generation I think like so. way way back in the days I don't even know what year it might have been we could google that too uh when the first mirror was ever invented let's say Thank do you know you. what yes do you know what the parents thought oh my gosh Sally got a mirror good heavens she is the most vain <laughs> child she looks in it every day I mean <laughs> what were they thinking um that was a that was a problem and an issue I'm sure for them way back then why don't they just was. go to the pool of water outside the horse trough right? look into that reflection the, yes <laughs> like I believe that those were the feeling is the same I agree. circumstances were different now it happens to be technology and it, whatever sure. you name it but i do think mirrors or brushes or ribbons or trousers whatever <laughs> i mean heels whatever they were all uh, a problem Right. for that generation because we didn't have this when we were growing up automatic washers are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> well, well how are you gonna 
you know, right. get your muscles from, you know, not scrubbing your clothes by hand or whatever, yeah. whatever they're just, They were lazy. Mind. They just, they were lazy. <laughs> yes, now, yes. now what are you going to do with all that time? Right. What are you going to do with your day? So I do think the feeling is the same. The issues are just, they vary. Right, 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 for sure. And um, our number three was, that was a really good topic. And I, before I get to number three, I was thinking as we're talking, like that's the whole subject that we're just talking about is could take up a whole nother podcast because that's so my mind is just racing with so many things I want to say along the lines of then and now and oh, us okay. raising kids and 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 yes and no to what you said like sure it is the kind of similar to the mirror and all but we are the world is for sure rapid pace and changing yeah no doubt and all that they're talking about like the stress that's on a child in high school was equivalent to a grown man at war back in the 40s or world war one or whenever it was and this is just a kid in college mm -hmm. so it's just like oh we it, it's definitely different times but it would be fun to For have sure. that be one of our topics and it just got me thinking about so many things i, I love talking about our kids and <laughs> life and what's going on but our third um uh, idea or suggestion is stop being mad at other people who are not who you think they are oh that's a good one stop but. being mad at other people who are not who you think they are. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, when I think of that, I get the chills because that just opens like a whole big world of um, topics, uh, whatever. But to make it more simple, it just causes, you're angry. Okay, I'll use a silly metaphor. I say, and I've heard my kids say this, so I can use it. Um, so when my I have older children and younger kids. So when my older kids were having children, the younger kids babysat. Okay. And they babysat a lot because my children were young parents as well. Obviously, not as young as I was. I think they were all in their 20s, but still. And they still wanted to... I don't think anybody was as young as you were when you were a parent. <laughs> when I first became a parent, no. But they um, were still into having fun, you know. They're, they're yeah. young and they're still into having fun, working hard to provide apartments at the time for their or homes for their families and all that they were doing. So they would party. They would go off still doing this club thing, whatever was in back mm -hmm. then. And the younger children would babysit set and they'd always tell them don't worry when when you have kids I'll babysit your kids or my kids will babysit your kids mm -hmm. fast forward 20 years or maybe it's 15 years well my young children have children and my son just says I feel like I was sold a bag of goods you know these <laughs> these kids told me they would so I did it because I believed every time they tell me I didn't want to babysit their kids but then I think well I'm going to be a dad someday, and I'm going to want to go out with my wife, and they'll babysit my kids. So they did it, and now here they are, and, and he's upset because his brothers and sisters, whichever ones it is, are not who they think they are. Yeah. They're not going to come to your rescue and, and babysit because now I... You did it for me, now I'm going to do it for you. Right. Like, how many times have you... All these silly things like, I'll go take my garbage cans out to have, you know garbage picked up and my neighbor she would bring up my garbage cans because sometimes I'd go to the lake house or oh, okay. you know if it was in. snowy and stuff I'd wait for Rick to come home because of my knee I didn't want to walk on the stone and she would just bring him up to my house and she's actually older than myself and one day I'm just thinking why don't you bring hers up you know and had the 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 story been reversed I would have thought I'll bring hers up because someday she'll bring mine up, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they say that 
had I never done it, just think of how she felt, you know. I'm doing this because I'm out of town a lot of time. It would be nice if Miss Jones would bring up my trash cans. Mm-hmm. But then I let her down because I'm not who she thinks I am. Right. She's, and she's upset and she about it. And she for it. Yeah, she's upset. She and this were. has never happened. This is all in theory. So this has not happened to my neighbor. She's a great neighbor and I adore her. But I can see that there's been times I've done things thinking mm-hmm. that I'm doing it because I know this person, I know Vicky. I know when I need it, she'll do it for me. Mm-hmm. And then the tables turn, and no, they're not where to be seen. And it's so painful. I mean, have you experienced it that? It's disappointing. You've almost feel. <laughs> I heard a story of uh, somebody that thought that they were really close to this certain person. And they invested a lot into that relationship, a lot, uh, spiritually, financially, <clears throat> and physically, uh, helping them out in her mind and all of a sudden one day the the other person acted in a manner that was not in the least bit in line with who this person thought the third her person was, was. Yeah. and i watched this person suffer a loss she was mourning the loss of this relationship that actually didn't ever exist on the other side to begin with just existed in her head in her head only and she was so invested in it um so it it was heartbreaking to watch her go through this death it felt like because this person who she thought she was died immediately yeah (laughs) Uh, so her her outlook on her and it just completely changed and now they have a total different relationship not uh, probably one with uh, her eyes more widely open, but so I I totally can see where you're where you're getting this idea and this theory from. It was because it just it causes is, so much pain, like you say. It's you're, very painful. you're invested, and you think that there's a certain person that you know what says. There's been times without mentioning who that I had bet bet my life on something, and it was maybe it has to do with our dad. Okay. Since he's passed, I feel like it's not dishonoring him to say this, but there was a time that I bet my life. So it would have been when um, Joshua was a baby. So it had been 20 some odd years ago. And something was being said that my father had said about something I had confided in him. And I thought, no way. So I confided in my father, which, you know, dad and I were kind of a strained relationship anyways, but through the years it started to get better, and I had confided something I was struggling with in my marriage to my dad, and I had never, in all the years I'd been married, turned to my dad for any kind of anything. I was too afraid that he'd raise his hand to the square and send me, (laughs) send me home. (laughs) Anyways, but, so I confided something in him, and, um... I, it was like that morning, he was at my house, I confided something I was struggling with, and by that night, it wasn't even dark outside, my husband at the time, father of my children, shows up and asks me, why are you saying these things? And I'm like, oh, blown boy. away. And he tells me, there was a store in town, this is a small town in Mexico, there's a small little store in town, and the owner of that store, without mentioning her name, she had mentioned it to one of the family members who took it and told him. So I had told my dad, dad had told someone, who told someone, who told someone of the family, who told my ex-husband, oh, and it boy. got back to me. 
And when he tells me what he heard, which was exactly what I had said, but I swore on my life that my father did not say that. There was just there was no, no way. There's no way. I just he knew wouldn't my, betray you like no, that. No, but it was like something that was very, very private, sis. Like, and we never really talked about our private lives with anybody right. back in oh, no. back in in the colony and that life. You never talked about anything. But anyways, so I confided something in him, and it came. And I swore to my husband, father of the kids, he's not my husband today, but he was then, that he would never, that he would never, never have said anything like that and it took me days to get over it because I knew it was true because how could it be word for word oh yeah yeah, well yeah so and so said the store owner said and told my family member that your father said you had told him wow and I was devastated and I never forgot that I always remind myself people are not who you think they are you think you can bet your life on something they're not who you think they are and the quicker you understand and let them be take them and not saying don't trust people but no but you don't the quicker you at least stop being mad for them not being so healing right. over the fact that my father wasn't someone I could trust with my secrets is at the end of the world he had a ton of kids yeah. so he can he can I couldn't trust him, big deal. But once understanding that, um, it made it less painful in the future for more of that experience, obviously, mm-hmm. here, there, and everywhere. But anyways, maybe I feel like I got off topic a little bit, but the, that was the point of just being so disappointed because people are not who you think they are. And yeah. that's so painful, you know? But anyways, you have anything else to add? I know we this one was a little longer than our norms. No, it was good. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. So for just to recap real quick, number one, if they wanted to, they would. Number two, you cannot make other people change no matter what. And number three, stop being mad at other people because they're not who you think they are. Anyways, thanks so much. This is our episode number three. And we will be returning soon with episode number four. So until then, get up, pull up your spanks. Put on your bra or not, and take back your power. We did, and you can too. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. We are not licensed healthcare professionals of any kind. This audio should not replace nor substitute the advice of any healthcare professional.